G'day, sports fans. Look, straight from ball one, I just want to say sorry for the lack of episode last week. Fact of the matter is, hours after recording what you're hopefully about to listen to, I was struck ill and confined to the sterile barracks of the respiratory ward in Four East, where I remained for the past week. As a result, the sporting news discussed in this episode is a little bit behind the times, but let's face it, if you're genuinely coming here for your topical sporting news with any sort of relevance, you're already too far gone. Besides, what is time, eh? What is time but merely an arbitrary construct to keep the wheels of society churning on this rolling blue orb we call existence? I'm only saying what you're all thinking. I mean, the next Rodney Dangerfield clip you hear will be in the future. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. The last Rodney Dangerfield clip you heard was in the past. All is true, none is real, there's only ever this. So join us in it. <laughs> Let's hop in the sporting DeLorean. Turn on the flux capacitor of guff and warble our sputum-laced lungs to 88 as we wait for lightning to strike the Vinnie's Hospital clock tower. We will be back with a more up-to-the-minute, contemporaneous episode of Swill tomorrow. Obrigado. Enjoy. <laughs> Shock horror. Welcome to the Maybe Daily. <laughs> it's Sunny Mun here and you've got Mason Tomain in the other ear. Unless you're in mono, unless you're in stereo. I don't know how it works, really. But we're back. We're ready to go. We are sponsored, as always, by the fantastic people at Mint Sports. Oh, yeah. We're also sponsored this week by Brain Dome, a new film by Nathan Lyon and Todd Murphy. So go on down to Brain Dome <laughs> for all your Brain Dome needs. It's directed and starring... Nathan wow. Lyon and Todd Oh, Murphy. what an auteur. Interesting. So it's, a okay. Tommy, it's a bit of Tommy Wiseau about it. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead <laughs> of throwing spoons at the screen, you just bowl offies repetitively. <laughs> we start every week with the prayer, Mace, and yep, this week yep. is no different. Let us pray. Let us pray that AB hasn't been diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's upon twitchily witnessing the Aussie capitulation in Delhi. Jeez, oh, he was he was not comfortable in his own skin, nor was I. Let us pray that AFL players choose to close the dunny door when ingesting their anti-inflammatories, and let us pray that our knowledge of ice hockey can eventually extend beyond simply quoting swingers. Gretzky's a little bitch. The Kings suck in this game. We should play another team. I took the Kings to the cup. Yeah, against the computer with the offsides. They're on. a finesse team. They're bro. a fucking bitch team. Score! Oh, bitch! Fucking bitch! <laughs> In the name of Steve, Steve Monaghetti, Robert, Robert De Costella, Tamsin Lewis, Lewis, and Cliffy Young. Young. Who the hell is Cliffy Young? Ah, uh, Pen, the shuffler. 
Cliffy the Shuffler, mate. Jeez, check your passport. It was Cliffy Young. You're a disgrace. He is the Rudy of Australia? Yeah, he's the Rudy of Australian middle distance, long distance marathon style running. Endurance running. Right. Cliffy. Endurance shuffling. Every day I'm shuffling. Weeks a long time in yeah. sport. It's an eternity in our lives. I'm going to ask how you've been, but you've gone the full nude nut. For those at home, you've shaved your head beautifully here. Just leaving no doubt about the fact that you are sick of the follicles. The, the Trey Young baby hair is gone. gone. I've gone the 92 romper. I've actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, is that what you asked for? Yeah, I said, can I get the foot? Get into foot scray and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the hando. Can I have the foot scray? And he just went, no worries. Pull the clippers straight out. Didn't have to say anything. But I've actually gone right down to the core. Oh, I can tell, mate. Yeah. Go- <laughs> Talk about brain dome. It's pulsing. <laughs> I actually thought that when I saw a vision of myself on the phone. I thought, I look like Nathan Lyon right now. I do. I've got the Nathan Lyons. Yeah, I do. Or I'm, a, I'm John Candy from Stripes. Yeah, a little bit. It's a mixture of those two, but also the top of your head almost looks like a deli pitch where they've smoothed out the middle part. There's a bit of rough just outside oh, the left-handers. It wasn't bouncing. Line. How's your week been, mate? Look, it's been a pretty average week, but I've been trying to be okay. smarter in life. I've been oh, uh, trying. <laughs> Why start now, mate? Christ. I've been reading. The horse is bolted, brother. <laughs> I've been reading. Whoa, he's up. Reading books. <laughs> I thought the TV guy was on an app now. I got the Ash Barty book for Christmas. Did ya? Don't tell me what happens in the end. <laughs> I reckon she's going to win about 20 slams. She, I didn't know she was a Queenslander. What are you talking about? Queenslander. I didn't know. Oh, pull your head I didn't in. I didn't know she was the, one of the great Queenslanders. Yeah, I'm mate. A, it's yeah. a long list, and she's on it. Yeah. yeah, it's not a bad. It's not a bad book. I've also read Stevie Gerrard's book, which was great as well. Such range, such literary range. <laughs> but it also reminds me of when I uh, worked at News International in London and watched. You worked where? News International in London. <laughs> Sounds so fake. Could not sound faker. It's like you're Maxwell Smart at a greeting card company. I work at uh, News International. Ha ha, they can never find me now. Where are you working this week? Internationally. On what? News. Hasn't happened yet. It's a fucking awesome cover. It was a great little spot because they had like guest athletes come in and do like they Mm. had Michael Johnson. Wow. The sprinter came in. Oh, Michael Johnson, the sprinter. Okay. (laughs) I thought yeah, you met my accountant. Not <laughs> Tell him sorry about the 14 year of tax ab- absences. In fairness, we had a landlord. We had a landlord in London. Sorry to cut Mick you off on Johnson. this, but just quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mick Johnson. We had a landlord in London in Brixton whose name was Michael Jordan. Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, like that's it. It's like, was he what? Oh, mate. Could not be wider. He also came around. He was trying to sell the place. And it was like the middle of winter. So at the best of times, you get about eight minutes of sun. And he goes out to the courtyard. And we were there while he was showing a family through. Young family, baby. Right. And um, two things he said in the eight seconds he was there. He goes, they go, oh, there's a courtyard. He goes, yeah, it's great. This courtyard gets sun 24 hours a day. <laughs> I'm at the back going, 24 hours a day. We're not 24 the- hours. Yeah. Oh, except when there's Aurora Borealis. Yeah, it's just haywire. And then within about two seconds, a fox jumped over the fence and they went, oh, geez, a fox. And he goes, yeah, they're great. They come right up to you. Oh, they're, they're holding f- a baby. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
And the good thing is they know what to attack because it's always sunlight. Good on you, MJ. MJ. Yeah. Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis. Uh, Aurora Borealis. At this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. Seymour, the house is on fire! No, Mother, it's just the Northern Lights. So you're working at News International. <laughs> oh, I, would just, uh, I wish I'd just asked him a question and said, Excuse me, Mick, um, what do those mm. gold shoes represent? <laughs> Did you I... give them to Bruce? <laughs> yeah. God, Bruce was obsessed with him. He's the black caviar of oh, runners for Bruce. Oh, wasn't he? Oh, my Jeez. God. Surprised he could Bruce. run with that much salivation around him. <laughs> he was very sepo, very, very... Very achieve, believe, you know, all that kind of crap. Um, but I, you know, I had a real moment. <laughs> I, you'd be great in the crowd of an inspirational speaker. Yeah, I grew up in the in the slums and I, I, I beat everyone. I'm the fastest man in the world, multiple gold medal winner. And if you believe you can achieve, boring. <laughs> Where's the sandwiches? All that crap. Where's the sandwiches? That's all I'm waiting for. Get off. You're always about the sandwiches. I know, but I always love your thing about the triangle sandwiches. I can only eat one or two sandwiches and then I'm done. But if they're in triangles, try stopping me. A trestle table, gone. Just two bites and you're done. It's all right, give me one more. So what are we talking about? News International. News International, Michael Johnson, he bringing out a book. So he's talking for a good hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're so a big reader. Like, you've always huge, been big into your reading. Huge reader. All the way from Ash Barty's biography to <laughs> is it Stephen Gerrard's to some other athlete that's retired and has five autobiographies, some of which are ghostwritten. The range. <laughs> the range is outrageous. It's just, <laughs> it's impressive. But it, oh, he got to yeah. the end and he said, I'm going to sign my book. And I thought... Mm. This is a great moment. I've thought of something here. I'm going to go up to him and ask him to sign it mm. to the fastest man in the world oh. from Michael. Okay. Because I'm very, very slow. No, I get it. But like, like it's, a, he, yeah, it's, a good, it's a good line. It's a good line. I like it. So my mates tell me how slow I am. And I thought, this is perfect. <laughs> I can get the gold medalist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, once again, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Aware of the irony and the gag. It? Are you getting it? Okay. okay. Starting to. <laughs> I'm not as slow as you. I've just picked up on what you're doing. So I waited in line for ages and I got there and I said, G'day, G'day Mike, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Old Golden Boots himself, Mickey boy, how are you? Yeah. And uh, I just said to him, look, can you sign my book um, to the fastest man in the world? And he sort of looked at me and just said, nah. And just signed his Did name. He? Yeah. Just goes, <laughs> nah. And just signed his name. Cop that. And kept moving. Oh, real yeah, real man of the people. <laughs> Inspiration. Who knew stuff. an American sprinter wasn't going to be a man of the people? <laughs> well, I've been reading books as well, mate. I read once a week. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Oh, well, well, well. You guessed it. It's Billy. Diary. I'm gonna expect cricket mm. and maybe a present and maybe a child's death. <laughs> Man, I'm going in blind, so who knows? <laughs> this is great. It's an entire week in Billy's life. 
Okay. 11th of April, 1989. Wow. Tuesday. It's my birthday. Oh. I'm 11 and I'm very happy with the presents I got. Wow. Guess what he got? I got one in a circle. He's written the number one circled. Ooh. I got one. An excellent Walkman from Mum and Dad that's got a three-band graphic equaliser tape deck. Brackets. Single. <laughs> close brackets. AM plus FM radio and can plug into my ghetto blaster. I'm going to assume it's plug. He's written P-U-G-E. It can puge into my ghetto blaster. <laughs> Maybe that's like EXO. Maybe it's some Maybe. trendy word. Pugin. Maybe. Pugin <laughs> you got one, an excellent Walkman. Two, two circled, a map and a book from Derek Next Door. A map and a book. Is it, Mate, is it, I'm more is... stunned that Derek's back on the scene. Derek's the egger. <laughs> Derek. Yeah. The redhead. Dirty egg. Derek the egger. <laughs> yeah. Red egg. Old red egg Derek. Red Derek egg. red egg over the fence. Well, he's giving him a map. A map and a book from Derek Next Door. The map is really a puzzle that turns out to be a map of Australia. Okay, so it's a puzzle. <laughs> What are you talking about, Billy? <laughs> Bloody hell. The third present I got was acid, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Derek's back in the fold. The book is called Projects for Children of All Ages, 89. Wow. Well, it's not all ages then, is it, if it's 89? <laughs> Pretty much confined That's to so children down. around that age. It will help me with projects at school. Three, circled three. Oh, here we go. This is a proper list, mate. Bear with me. From Adam V, I got... Oh, one of his good mates. Four fluoros, a badge, and a card. <laughs> That's free. From Andrew, I got a book, a Mars bar, a chocolate flake, a card. <laughs> From Con, I got Con. a photo album. <laughs> Con Apostolini. Oh. Whose dad's name was Apostolos. His dad was Apostolos Apostolides. No Fact. 100%. Part of the Hellas community in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Swedish bloke. So Con Apostolides. <laughs> From Con, I got a photo album, a card. Gee, there's a pattern emerging on the card front. <laughs> From there? Tobin, I got two gift vouchers for books equal to $7. <laughs> Righto, Tobin. <laughs> Even judging for inflation, that's pretty piss weak. A card. Tobin also got him a card. Well done, Tobes. Don't want to be don't be the one goober who doesn't drop a card in the door. Seem like getting the presents and then going, Well, I'll come back and he writes it down as he's getting the presents. Yeah. Stay there, I've got to go write this down. And there's a bloke at the end of the line who's like, Fuck, I didn't get a card. I don't know we all had it. I thought we were all gonna sign the same one. No one's passed it around. Uh, it continues, unfortunately, from Sean B. Sean Bushby of Striker Fame. Yeah, can play. Can play. I got three Doctor Who books. That's it. That's, that's pretty that's good, pretty though. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Pretty that's strong, cool. if it's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. From Tia, which is like our Portuguese Arnie, I got a tracksuit. Okay. Oh, tracksuit. Interesting. Could either be the best present or it's like, hey, we're not in <laughs> communist Russia. Any danger, something with some color. From Arnie Jan, I got five bucks. From okay. Nana and Grandad, I got ten bucks. Cop that, <laughs> Arnie Jan. From Mum and Dad, I got a bag to carry my soccer boots in. Hmm, awesome. From Sun bags. Here's the last present. From Sunny, I even got three cards. 
Yeah. What do you get the man who's got everything? More cards. <laughs> Same night, birthday night, Tuesday, 11 4 89. Tonight I went to try out for the Southern District squad and was told not to come back because I wasn't good enough. Happy birthday. This diary should be it should be put in a museum of every museum of shit. Australian <laughs> fossilized shit. shit. Right behind, there's a whole floor of your story about how you washed your face, but you weren't sure whether you'd washed your face. That's in the museum of shit. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. That That's... was his birthday. Come, don't come back. You're not good enough. He's still pretty chirpy about all the cards. Next day, Wednesday, the 12th of April, 89. Today, our school celebrated come out. Don't know what that is. With getting two classes joining and creating a bit of drama. Our class joined with the year twos. They were pretty thick. But we managed. <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about? So, <laughs> so harsh. Okay, what is come out? It must be just a name I've got for some festival or something. But they were pretty thick. That terminology is bizarre. He's just turned 11 and they're in year two. So what are they, like about eight or something? They were pretty thick, but we managed. Then at the bottom of the page, it's got PTO brackets. Please turn over. All right, mate. We know what it means. Oh, all right. Who do you think's rereading? I was about to say, who do you think's reading this, mate? It's your diary. (laughs) Cheers. 30 years later, there are thousands of people listening to it. (laughs) All right. Next day, 13th of April, 89, Thursday. Today, all we did at school was one, go to art. Two, have recess. Three, watch a video. Four, have lunch. Five, do work. All right. Maybe don't start with all you did. That's a fair bit there. Our, our, our like, shit is the page turnover. I was expecting like the best yeah. shit ever. And the thing ever. is, it's the next day. PTO. PTO. Oh, please. All right, I will. What, what's on there? Nothing. Was that a reminder for him? Yeah, like, like... that's right. <laughs> At the end of that one, it says, please write an interesting diary entry. Breathe in. All right. Should we finish off the week? Yeah, yeah. Play, yeah, we have to. Friday, 14th of April, 89. Today is my cousin's birthday in Queensland, brackets, Sean, 11. And my other cousin, brackets, Bobby's, too. At school, we saw another video. This video was a video that one of the librarians took of come out at school, which, if you recall, I talked about on Wednesday. <laughs> Prescient, is he? He saw us coming. You, he knew. He knew. You're right. I do recall that. I do recall you talking about that. Whoa! There's so many layers to Billy's, Billy's diary. diary. You guessed it. It's Billy's diary. Oh, it's like um Inception or something in a in a written form. <laughs> it's definitely not. Absolute chicken scrawl in <laughs> simian fecal matter. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs>
Mate, you can take me clothes, but there's one thing you're really missing out on. It's Sunny Sports Headlines. I'll be back. We've got to start with cricket and the women's T20, where Bangladeshi players are approached to spot fix. Welcome to the big leagues, ladies. The Aussie dominance absolutely continues. They've booked an early spot in the semis and look great things to make every post a winner. I just burped mid-praise. <laughs> That's how regular an occurrence them smashing everyone is that I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll just yeah, burp in the middle absolutely, of this. Absolutely, absolutely. They are such a good sporting team. They're, Amazing. They're unbelievable. <laughs> Aussie girls, awesome at cricket. Burp. Burp. <laughs> Still with Aussie women superstars and Ash Gardner goes for 558,000 in the inaugural auction for the newly formed Premier League. Nothing to sneeze at. Maybe something to burp at. Not the Indian Premier League, mind you. So just watch this space because there could be some world franchise domination happening here. We might be moving from from T20 mercenaries to extremely well-paid modern day sporting slaves, I guess. Not sure that's a thing, well-paid slaves. To the Aussie men's team in India now, if we have to. And hey, fellas, put the broom away. Someone check on AB. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Listen, see? Do we just move on? I mean, what do we do here? I don't... What... What are they doing? It was carnage. That that hurt worse than the first test. Is that clear mental breakdown? Is that clear? Well, they had a plan and they didn't want to defer from that they plan. They didn't adapt at all. I mean, there were some strokes like Smith's missed his by inches. Inches. Carey premeditated through a blend of desperation and panic, I think. Yeah. And Cummins' shot selection, I know he's not a batter, but he's the skipper. And his selection first ball was, was folly to the point of transgressing his duties as a captain. I mean, the antithesis yeah. of a captain's knock. And it was so swift. We were on top twice in this test, Maze. Fuck, I was going to move on, but I just, I, I don't no, know. No, no, please, It's please. too much because we had him seven for 139, and then we started the day 60-odd ahead with nine in the sheds. In fairness, I think stumps came about an hour early for Australia's tilt at this. Obviously, the partnership of Ashwin and Patel, but Head was on fire the night before, and then things oh. just fell apart. One of the most fast-forward tests I've ever seen. It was wild. And that 90-minute capitulation will sit ill for quite some time. So, yeah, it wasn't good. I said when it was four, four for, mm. or four for, I said this is going to be over today. I knew it was I just knew it was done. It's really awkward to watch professional athletes out of their depth in certain situations. And... The worst part is these guys don't trust their defence. Then they're, they're stuck on the crease. They're they're premeditating shots to straight balls. The whole thing is so depressing to watch. So they're, they're impressive, India. There, it's just incredible how good they are. So that's the thing home. we need to keep in mind. It was just that there was this false yeah. hope, and the style in which we, the, the the manner in which we failed to execute, is what hurts more. I don't mind losing. They're sensational at home, and we're horrible in those conditions. That's fine. That's right. Our pen. Doesn't look nice. Just to add insult to injury, yeah. in the test cricket circuit, yeah. the Pom smacked the Kiwis, and that's fine. But, uh. Stuart, hey, look at my headband broad. And Jimmy, they finally realise it's pointless batting me. Anderson have overtaken Pigeon and Warney as the all-time leading test wicket-taking duo. 
have now ticked over those two and have taken more together than anyone else. Not like that. No. Not like that. Whoa. In other good news, though, the big show is back in action. And it's probably about two months too late. Had he not had a Christmas party snafu with his leg, he may well be over in India executing the sweep. How did he break his leg? He was playing like beer pong with his mates on a tennis court. And uh, ran around, I think, celebrating. I remember Tim May back in the day got picked for an Ashes tour and he couldn't go. And they said, oh, what happened? It was a tennis-related injury. And it came out that he went to jump the net in celebration with his mates. Clipped his tibia on the old let cord. Oh, I love seeing people do that shit. Dickhead. Love it. Football now, and Ange keeps winning. Arsenal keep their lead atop the EPL. Mm. Man, you keep being courted by billionaires of various sports-washing backgrounds. <laughs> the Melbourne Derby played out without the Flair boys, thank Christ. <laughs> and the Matildas crank up proceedings in a home World Cup year with wins in the Cup of Nations. Four zip over the Czech Republic after a Sam Kerr rollicking at halftime. 3-2 against an albeit grossly understrength Spain with Jamaica to come. Mace, I'm starting to get excited about this tournament this year on home soil. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait, mate. Cannot wait. It's Mm. not long. It's not long. Nope. Mid-year, it's just going to be around the corner to basketball where in Shano Polo news. (laughs) Shano? Polo? For fuck's sake. Likely outgoing Sydney Flames coach Shane Douglas-Heel is officially investigated over multiple bullying claims. Wow. I think we broke this mystery news, mate. Of course we did. Of course we did. <laughs> hey, the maybe daily. He screams bully. Alleged. 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 No, alleged bully. No, alleged. No. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell a bully when I see oh, yeah. one. I remember a bully at my school who shat in someone's school bag. Wow. Fact. Shat in it. And Chateau also Polo. Used to do this Chateau Polo. Did he shit on his shirt? That would have been Shadow Polo. <laughs> he used to do this thing where called a dimmy. 
Right. He invented it, this bully, Tony D. I'm not even going to say his last name because he was so... No, I think people could do the maths, yeah. <laughs> I'll call him Tony D. No, that's too obvious. T. Donovan. Anyway. For privacy sake, let's call her Lisa S. No, that's too obvious. Uh, let's say L. Simpson. Who's the Dimmy people? So the Dimmy was <laughs> All right. rever- taking everything out of someone's school bag mm. and then reversing the bag, re-putting everything in. So it had no arm straps, so it looked like a dimmy. <laughs> like a dimmy. And you come dimmy. out of class, you come out of class, you go, oh, Tony's dimmy ball, Tony's dimmy ball. <laughs> it's like, oh, and you have to carry around this big ball. Do you? Bag. Or you just unzip it? Yeah. Like, I get that. That's actually quite inventive. Did his folks own that's like amazing. a local fish and chippery or something? Because that's bloody good marketing. <laughs> Tony D's Come on down, our takeaway bags are pre-dimmied. <laughs> but then he shat in one as well, and that was like, whoa, okay. we need to really pull yeah, back yeah, on the dimmy. Yeah, right. But then he got, <laughs> he got locked in classrooms because he wasn't allowed to go outside for recess or lunch. Started bringing his own barbecue. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? What? No, just slow down, slow down. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. He got locked inside at lunch. They wouldn't allow him in the, the outside world. They incarcerated this child. It's like a rabid dog. They put a muzzle on him. They've <laughs> locked him up. So what? his response to this was, well, if I can't be outside dimming bags, I'm bringing in a Weber 4 burner. What did he put? Other people's school bags on there on the grill? What did he do? You boys want steamed or fried? What do you mean he brought a barbecue? I'm not letting this go. So smoke started billowing through the hallways, yeah. and everyone's like, where's that smoke coming from? And it turned in, and he's just in there, sizzling away, about four snags, a <laughs> couple of burgers. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? He just started sizzling in there. And he said, if they're not letting me out, they're not letting me out, I'm doing my own thing. Tony, stop. Tony, who's, Tony. Hang on a minute. Who's the crack defensive force in charge of this operation that they're like, right, this guy can't be trusted, so we're going to lock him inside and we're going to turn a blind eye for the next 50 minutes and he just wheels in a bar. Surely it's a red flag when he comes in with a four burner. And they're like, what are you up to, mate? And he's got, the, you got the old newspapers? Hey, teach, you got the old newspapers? Nah, nah, you guys enjoy your lunch. Don't you worry about me. Oh, he seems quite content in there with the Weber. Hey, Tony D, what's that gas bottle? It's <laughs> yeah. a gas bottle. You what do you got there? That for nothing, miss. Uh, don't nothing. you worry. How do you like them? You like them well done, <laughs> like your career. <laughs> That's insanity. So ipso facto, Tony D reminds me of Shane Hill. <laughs> Tony D reminds me of Shane Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't get my head around that. Mate, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It's like electric. He put like an electric barbecue in there. No one noticed it. One of those portable electric ones. And I just... <laughs> so many questions. Yeah. Who are these detectives on 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 watch? Fair gumshoe. Where's Peter Fork? Ah, one more thing, Tony D. You say you're happy to sit here and have lunch, but what's with the barbecue? <laughs> That's why Columbo had the mong eye, because the smoke from the barbie was getting into it. 
Ah, one more thing, Johnny D. Ah, it's when I got some fat in my eye at Salesian College. <laughs> it's a childhood injury. It's the first case I cracked. <laughs> was getting a bit of fat dripping into my eyeball from Tony D. Mrs. Stafford came down to headquarters this morning. She spoke to some of the fellows in the other division. Made a lot of wild accusations. About you, about your operation. That's enough, Columbo. To NBL finals, where Sydney make their third grand final in the last four years. They'll take on the New Zealand Breakers after the Kiwis took care of the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Now, did you see Tasmanian skipper Clint Stendhal? They lost. They're out for the season, game three. And he notices a kid distraught in the crowd. One of these young girls. Oh, boys! who was just bawling, and he didn't know what to do, so he took his shoes off, and he came back out and handed the kid the shoes. And he was so amazing in the press conference because it wasn't a token like, here's some shoes. He, he felt bad for the kid. And there's footage of him giving him the shoes, and the kid's still crying. And he goes, oh, I felt bad, so I just told him, chin up, we go again next season. Like, he started giving him a pep talk. Yeah, it's awesome. Unreal. So, yeah, he's chatting to him for ages. Yeah. Makes you want to move to Tassie. I love the Jack Jumpers. Love the coach, too. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. You know what? I like the Jack Jumpers too. And the weird thing is, I can't believe how much I've come around on the name. When it first came out, I was like, Jack Jumpers? That is putrid. That is horrible. And then after a while, I was like, I guess it's not that bad. And then I'm like, oh, well, you got to explain it. It's about some ant, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, it's the best. So there's this vicious jumping ant that's like... I'll yeah, just... like defensive. All of a sudden, oh, I'm on board. incredible. And they've already got an identity. Like, I'll go a bit... I'll take it to the, the post. But Please. they've already got this identity of a hardworking, everyone yep. is accountable mm. team. Mm. And there's not many stars in that team. They're just hard workers. And it's everything I like about sport. Next man up. It's everything I like about sport. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Maybe sit the next couple plays out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to quit saying things when they crop up there in the old skull, huh? Speaking of the opposite of that, it's All-Star Weekend. Uh, And uh, isn't that just a fantastic exhibition of defense, if you've ever seen one? Uh, The one highlight was that the dunk comp seems to be back thanks to uh, Mr. McClung. Fair name, Mac McClung. The youngster took out the dunk comp. <laughs> Shock horror, he, he got a 50. It's like, sound, it's like the sound you make when you're winded. You're right. Trying to get well, you know what it sounds like when you miss a dunk? How'd you go? McClung. Oh, no. Johnny Swish won the dunk comp again. McClung came second with a good looking one. It's like a marble in an air vent or something. It's the noises that it would make. Sorry. <laughs> a marble in an air vent. <laughs> what the fuck is that? McClung. McClung. Hey, McClung. It's so much fun to say. Hey, mate, how are you? Hey, really good. good. What's your name? Mason Tomain. What's yours? Sonny Munn. What's yours? Matt McClung. All right, mate. You better be able to dunk. <laughs> Matt McClung has saved the dunk contest. I've got an idea to fix. Not that anyone's calling it broken apart from us. All-Star Weekend. Do you like All-Star Weekend? Can't stand it. Can suck my ass. And I think they need to delete the whole... <laughs> Sorry, just a weird visual. Where do you start? Yeah, it's a Is weird it McClung, visual. McClung the sound of someone getting their ass sucked? McClung. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's 50 bucks for uh, everything. It's 75 if you want to McClung me. <laughs> 
Well, I guess it's it's a type of rim job, technically. <laughs> Mate, I fully McClung. Did you go to get to third base? Yes. First base is a layup. McClunged. Second base, a dunk. You want to McClung me, it's going to cost you. I was getting there. Man, I had my hand up her shirt. You were getting there. You hear that? He was getting there. Son, you wouldn't know what to do with it even if you had gotten there, so don't worry about it. What's your idea, big boy? My idea, instead of Team Giannis versus Team LeBron versus Team whoever, mm. blah, 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 yeah. let's have USA versus the rest. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Ideally, over three days, like we have three-team tournament where it's USA, Europe, and then the rest of the world. So we can get Paddy in there and we can get Embiid on the same team. So we can get African and... You reckon like what they do in the golf, how they do the Europe Europe versus America? Like the President's, President's Cup, Cup stuff. Cup. Yeah, oh. yeah, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'd like that because then it'd be a bit of spiders. Like... It lacks competition, doesn't it? Well, how good's the European team? Sick team. Jokic, Luka... Giannis, like it's outrageous. I'd love to see yeah, that up against that'd be the amazing. Seppos. That'd be because the competition, there is no competition there. Like someone went, yeah, the skills comp, the fucking skills comp. It's a novelty. The whole thing's a novelty. I just get the feeling that if they if they nationalised it, they might have to put in the because effort. the skills comp is so unimpressive. It's like they're all skillful. skillful. Who gives a shit? Exactly. You're in the NBA. We get that you can pass. Get it. You're the traffic. We get it. Yeah, it's the most Seppo shit ever. It's it's. But what doesn't? The only thing that's non Seppo about it is that they embrace it. Like I, I thought the most Seppo thing would be they're like, yeah, I'm gonna focus on the season and boycott it. But no one does. Like it still holds some kind of like prestige. It's weird. To netball, the AIS give $9.4 million in funding to Netball Australia in yet another fill-up for the sport, and there's not a Reinhardt in sight. Over to golf, where Tiger Woods makes his return. Ugh. He plays well, he hits a spectator, and he gets in trouble for pranking a fellow golfer in Justin Thomas by surreptitiously handing him, or not so surreptitiously, handing him a tampon <laughs> after Tiger outdrove Justin. Anyone who knows sport, humanity, evolution, or has ever witnessed the sheer brutality of childbirth surely knows that Tiger was simply showing his admiration for the menstruating female of the species <laughs> and the ability of Justin Thomas. <laughs> Fuck, no. Fakest black guy ever, by the way. Always thought that. Fakest. Can't, not black. What? He's like Tiger? He's like Dave Chappelle's white guy. He's the opposite. If you had your eyes closed, he's white. The voice. It's a little amusing there for you. That's a controversial <laughs> musing. Mace's musings. Thinking thoughts. Tiger Woods, fakest black guy ever. Well, he had that moment on Oprah where he said he was... It, what was that amalgam where he said it was like Asian, white, black? It was like a a white, a white black Asian or something like that. <laughs> Try and make yourself more broadly appealable. Is that another great joke from your tiger? I just think golfers cracking jokes <laughs> is the most unfunny thing ever. Oh, fair gag. It's up there with tennis players. <laughs> That's right. So apart from shooting McGavin, no one else is allowed to joke on the golf course. You know, I saw Doug play yesterday, and I gotta tell you, this guy spends more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> we'll move on to wrestling, where the WA government is looking to cash in on recent yeah. UFC tourism money, hoping to bid for next year's WrestleMania in 2024. Wow. 
And the Hulk thinks the McGowan government don't have a leg to stand on, so it should probably go ahead. Perth certainly wide enough. So many Hulkamaniacs in Perth. I'll be there 100% if they do it. I will be there. Are you serious? Right, fucking over. I'll be there. Me and my brother will be there, and we'll be dressed as Legion of Doom as well. We'll have the whole thing, whole makeup. Every time I just think of like wrestling, it just reminds me of me and my brother being idiots, having our own WrestleMania in the back in the bedroom, hardcore matches, using literally literal steel chairs, smacking each other as hard as we could. We had fake blood capsules. What are real blood capsules? <laughs> the capsules were fake. The blood was real. Yeah, so we got like hit in what, the in, face. in your own like little cubby houses, yeah. you have to that. Mum would come out and be like, what's happened? No, she's not saying what's happened. You're having to go up to her and go, hey, mum, can we get some fake blood capsules? Uh, all right. I won't ask why until the pertinent occasion. <laughs> like two weeks later, what's going on in here? What's with all that blood? Oh, okay. Yep. Got it. It's what we'd have like full hardcore matches. So we'd have like cardboard boxes that he'd power bomb me through. He'd have steel chairs that he'd whack me with. He'd, like, rub my face in the carpet, give me carpet burn on the cheek. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much fun, man. Like, that wasn't much fun. I'd always lose as well. Never held the title, ever. Never held the Oakley awesome. title. Sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> but then he'd, like, do, a, like, a like a DDT or something. That's for all the wrestling fans out there. And I'd end up, I'd do the fake blood capsule and, like, act like blood's, oh, my God, blood's coming out of his face. Oh, my God. It was just, it was so cool. You had to do that as well. You were DTF. I was basically, yeah, I was basically the guinea pig to do all the, all, take the pain. You need to get yourself on a couch and talk to someone <laughs> at about 180 bucks an hour. I can't help you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to give you the world wrestling champion, your own Hulk Hogan. Champ, what have you got to say? Well, let me tell you something, mean Gene. And let me tell you something, brother. I'm in the great state of Alabama, brother. And brother, I can't get over, brother, how many lovely people live here, brother. Most of my Hulkamaniacs that live here, unfortunately, are... Well, from the clan, brother, but you know each other to their own, brother. Yeah, yeah. And let me say this, brother. When I get my famous leg drop, brother, I won't be able to feel it. But my finisher, brother, with all the whites, I mean, Hulkamaniacs, will black, I mean, back me all the way, brother, to keep this championship belt around my waist, brother. And when I get that victory over Django Unchained, brother, all my Hulkamaniacs with my pythons will run wild on you. Can you believe I don't have a brother, brother? There you have it, the world wrestling champion Hulk Hogan with a lot to say back to you at ringside. Speaking of white, it's illicit substance time in the Whoa. AFL. Where shock horror! A young man took drugs in a pub dunny whilst on holidays. That young fellow was Collingwood's Jack Ginnivan. And approximately every other 20-year-old male this summer. <laughs> shock horror, guys. They're not role models. And showing age is no barrier to stupidity or drug taking. Wayne Kerry has dropped his charges against oh. the Perth Casino over his, quote, anti-inflammatory powder, end quote. <laughs> 
Not too sure why the king would decide to stop. Seemed like an airtight defence to me. I know when I take my Nurofen mace, I like it crushed up, sealed in a baggie and sprinkled on my evening sirloin at Club 23. Mm-mm-mm. Turns out when you get called the king your entire adult life, you may feel a little entitled. <laughs> oh, poor Wayne. Happy anniversary, Wayne. Stacy, we broke up two months ago. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, it does, actually. And finally, my yeah. Monday night indoor football team, the FC Digabats, knocked off bitter rivals, six palmers, 5-2, and the fracker ended one ah. apiece in the red card department, which is fantastic. Get everything. Get everything I wanted. And Mesa's inner city barata faltered in their premiership defence with an eight-point loss to KHY Blue. KHY Blue suggests to me that there's more than one of them. There's a gold, there's a maroon, there's a poo brown. <laughs> that sounds like a club that you need to be wary of, mate. They're very good. Yeah. Didn't miss anything that night. They had us on toast, though. The better team. Wow, that's humble. You must have been shit. It was 30 degrees and it wasn't raining, so the game was on, which I was spewing Oh, about. well, you can't be washed off, Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Well, it's time to unpack the major sporting suitcase of the week. And this week, as always, we cast the net wide and we're looking at, you guessed it, athletics, namely long to middle distance running. We start the week with Peter Bowles' innocence. Kind of. All right, mates, this was full on. So Peter Bowles' B sample has come back as inconclusive. Hmm. And Sports Integrity Australia have absolutely stuffed this up majorly, majorly. They took his laptop, his phone, they they found no data path for cheating. The B sample comes back inconclusive. But the point of it is his A sample should never have surfaced. It should never have been made public. It was a complete disgrace. He had 26 samples taken last year. This sample was from October and he was informed in January. Now, Australia's the only country this happens in. Once your A sample is positive, the rest of the world just say, hey, keep it dark while we find the B sample to confirm it. Right, okay. So he could have just said, oh, I've got a bit of a twinged groin or I've got COVID or whatever. I'm not going to train for a few weeks and he would just be done, right? So this happened to swimmer Shana Jack. She got taken out of a competition because her A sample was positive. Ah, yeah. Shana Jack, yes, of course. Now, yep. Yep. we're getting in the weeds here, but to cover it off, there is a five-band strength rating on EPO. So from one to five, five being the strongest, and apparently his A sample barely scraped into the one. So it was something in his system that he naturally produces, but they've gone public with it. So his reputation is forever tarnished. He's got the world championships in August, but if he wins, the second or third sentence will all be about the EPO. Now, the plot thickens, Mace, because as we broke on this show recently, a Weirmobile won the Young Australian of the Year award. Peter Bowl was set to win that award. He was on a flight to Canberra. What? Booked two days before this came out. This is a scoop. This is a scoop. So normally what happens is the Federation gets notified when an A sample is inconclusive or suspect. Yep. They then say, all right, if they're in competition, drag them out. If they're not, yep. we can keep it dark and we can wait for the B sample. Sports Integrity Australia and Athletics Australia get together and go, you know what? This bloke looks like he's going to win the Young Australian of the Year. We've just got a murky A result. What happens in two weeks when it finds out he's a drug cheat? So they leak the results. 
Oh. They come out and go, nah, he's, he's positive for EPO, no good. Now, the B has come back inconclusive, so he should be fit to run. He's now got an American lawyer on his side in Paul Green who is on the front foot. The Aussies could have used him in oh. Delhi instead of Divanito as a batting coach. <laughs> get on the front foot. He's a sepo, so his litigious is all get out. Oh, yeah. He doesn't quite have the name of uh, Man City's lawyer, Lord Panic, but I do like him. What? Yeah, that's right. That little look you gave is mint. Lord Panic, Panic is in charge for Man City, but we'll get to that some other time. But anyway, they've besmirched an honest athlete's representation. They've tarnished him unnecessarily. Wow. He misses out on earnings from this. It's like a restraint of a trade issue. The whole thing was just so poorly handled. It could be a great feel-good story for Australian well, sports I, fans yeah. when we watch him. It could be great. Yeah. However, yeah. if it was any other nation, we'd be sitting there going, oh, yeah, but he's a drug cheat. And that's what the rest of the world will be thinking, and that's what will forever be on his Wikipedia bio in the first paragraph. It will, because everyone, the majority of people, aren't into running, and all they'll think is, oh, he's that guy who is a drug No chef. one's into running. No one. <laughs> Not even runners. Dead set. Monaghetti wasn't into it. Oh, my God, I thought it was a fucking pasta dish. He looked bored when he crossed the line. When Monaghetti would pass the, get over the line, he'd turn his watch off, yeah. and he'd be the most bored-looking dude ever. Not satisfied at all. Could do another eight hours, Monaghetti. He's a runner. He wrote his version of the Kumasatra and it was just 98 pages of missionary. It's <laughs> boring dude, man. Only watches Lisa episodes of The Simpsons. Boring dude, oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I feel, I really feel for him. This sounds like a Royal Commission needs to be put into this thing, Peter Ball. There's got to be an investigation. There's got to be an investigation into this. There really does. There really does. We need to get someone on there. Lord Panic, by the way, is making me panic. That's the he's best. He's making me panic. If I said, oh, who are we running against? Lord, Lord panic. panic. It's over. Nah, he's going to win. It's over. We probably need him on board for Peter Bowl. <laughs> we can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. It is extremely rare that a B sample can nullify the results of an A sample. It happened once for sure with Bernard Legat, the Kenyan-born American runner, and I can't remember, I haven't been able to find any other examples of it. So who knows what's going to happen there, but I think he'll be free to run. It's just a shame that it was ever released in the first place. It's a story, Sonny, which we love in sport. 100%. Narrative, mate. Narrative. It could be the story of Paris. This August, he's got the World Championship, so we'll see how he goes there. With any luck, he comes back with something around his neck and nothing in his veins, and we can move on to Paris. Mm. Speaking of moving on, we're going to go to Bathurst Cross Country, and it was carnage at Mount Panorama. This was unbelievable. I can't believe how excited I was to watch Cross Country this weekend. It was wild. (laughs) The Aussies won bronze in the mixed relay with a great star-studded combination of Oliver Hoare, Jessica Hull, Stuart McSween, and Abby Caldwell. They beat the US. They beat the fancied Saffirs. They were fantastic. But a couple of the finishes we've got to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it was, yeah, so the women's yeah. race, there was Ethiopian Letesembet Gidi, and she was overtaken and visibly shaken by Kenya's Beatrice Shebe. So basically, she's running. She's got it in the bag. She's got it won. And then out of nowhere, she looks over her shoulder and there is a sprinting Kenyan behind her who just picks her pocket. But as she sees her, her synapses completely discombobulate. She loses all function and just falls to the floor. Her body just gives way and says, nah, not having it. So she lies there. Unfortunately, one of the Ethiopian supporters feels for her, so helps drag her across the line. 
and she ends up being disqualified despite coming fourth, which is a bit stiff. I tell you what though, mate. Someone who did not need assistance over the line until they stoically mm. dragged themselves across it like an injured senile Labrador with worms <laughs> was <laughs> Japanese. You know they do that bum crawl. Not cool. <laughs> Don't they all get spinal bifida in the last hundred meters where they just spinal bifida? <laughs> I think it's just spinal bifida. I think they lose the L. Because the L's straight and it goes. I thought I was sounding smart by saying it. No, nah, no, nah. <laughs> Spinal bifida. That's when you have a massive joint and you, you lose your, your function of your back. you got to have a spinal bifida. No, this kid got spinal bifida. He, uh, <laughs> he was a Japanese under-20s runner and new maybe daily favourite. I thought that was his name. What, spinal bifida? <laughs> spinal bifida. The winner is Spinal Bifter. <laughs> no, this guy didn't win anything. His name is Hiroto Yoshioka. Wow. Always feel slightly racist whenever I say something in, um, yeah. you know, someone's <laughs> native tongue. As long as I don't say he's from the Orient, I should be fine. Whoops, just said it. <laughs> anyway, this guy's Whoa. my fucking hero. Did you happen to see yeah. the end of this race, mate? I caught the... I've been on YouTube. I've yeah. seen the highlights. Yeah. It's incredible. It's unreal. Wild. So it's 36 Whoa. degrees and they like decked out the whole course. The course itself is like there was a swamp, there were tyres, there were bales oh. of hay. It looks like, you know, you come home from a three-day festival and the acid's still in your system and you're like, let's do <laughs> obstacle courses. <laughs> so like, yeah, let's do it. And then the next day you go out to clean up the backyard and you're like, what the fuck were we thinking? That was panorama. And this poor bastard... He's yeah. metres away from the line. I was about to say metres away from glory, but he's not because, well, <laughs> two things. One, he's coming about 19th, but also it's cross country. There's no glory. <laughs> like, seriously. In his mind, in his mind, he is. No, in his mind, glory. it is nothing but a donkey with three flies around it. <laughs> There's nothing going on in Hiroto's <laughs> noggin. His body just says, nah. Not having it. Jelly yeah, legs, like serious yeah. drunk uncle vibes, yeah. you know, just on the dance floor, <laughs> Gonski. And he loses it. But this is why we love him at the oh, Maybe yeah. Daily. This is what we love about yeah. sport. He's not done. He goes the full Labrador worm crawl and butt drags himself over Incredible. the line. He finally gets over with one of his Japanese compatriots, his teammates, cheering him on. And then the best part about the whole footage, he finally gets over and it's sort of courageous and brave and also like really sad. And you're like, dude, just finish it. Like the only people who ever remember this are two idiots talking on a podcast. <laughs> no one. Pointless. So pointless. Anyway, when he gets over, side of shot, in comes two marshals with a wheelchair. Awesome. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> just in the nick of time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you know what? It's, yeah. Smart move because the Ethiopian, Latessa Mbedgidi, mm. who got helped over the line, got disqualified for the assistance. So oh. they waited to put him in the wheelchair until he was they his had foot. To before. He doesn't even get his whole body over. It's just his foot. The heart of a samurai. That's what he has. An absolute heart of a samurai. The brain the of, of a, a moron. That's what I was going to say. Brain of a sushi roll. The heart of a samurai. <laughs> he should have gone the sushi roll instead of the butt drag. He might have come 18. What can the general tell me about this man, this samurai? So I had the weekend in WA, which we'll get to in a second, but I was there yeah. with my um, my brother and his family. And I was talking to them about this, and my niece, Nalita, 
couple of years ago in her mm. year six cross country race, mm. they had cross country where like a couple of the kids, like she's really athletic. So she trained for it and everything. Mm. And they would do basically three laps of this large circuit and the parents and the marshals are littered around. Anyway, I don't think we're naming and shaming because I won't name her, but there was a kid in her class who let's just say isn't the most athletic. She's at the tail of the field on the start of the first lap all the way through yeah. and then isn't seen from again until the home stretch where she is sprinting in the final Whoa. three. And it's like, wow, how impressive. She hid in the dunnies. Genius. On the first lap, put the old feet up on the, on the bowl Genius. so no one could see under. Well, not really because she got caught. Oh, but I love it. I love it. She finished and was like smart enough not to win it. Just came third or something. So it was like, mm. oh yeah, no, I've just been training. Oh, I'm a gun. Oh, oh, oh. That's even more maniacal. Yeah. All the other kids <laughs> are like, mm, I don't know about this Hiroto Yoshioka. Didn't see you sweating it out. What's yeah. the deal? There's a bit wow. of there's a bit of foreplay on your on your runners, and um, <laughs> and it wasn't until the parent because all the kids are like, nah, nah, something's not right here. But yeah. when you're in grade six, you don't think I bet she cheated and hid in the dunnies. You just think, oh, this yeah. is weird. This is weird. So they didn't knock on her. No dobbing. But a few of the parents are like, hey, that chick, we saw her really struggling on lap one and never saw her again when they came past. And they just confronted her. Wow. Oh, they did confront her. She got, for, oh, wow. The teachers came up and went, hey, happened to notice that you only ran for like 100 metres. What's the story? And she's like, oh, yeah, just hitting the dunnies. <laughs> okay. Just had to go. Had to go. She started at the line, then ran to the dunnies. It's pretty good. So you go around the toilet yeah. block as part of the course, and she's dead last oh, and thought, you know course. what? The old toilet block. Uh-huh. I feel the spinal bifter coming on. <laughs> I'm just going to duck into the cubicle, lock the lat. The old toilet yeah. block corner gets him every Mate, time. So when you got to go, there. you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me rates it really highly. I rate but it yeah, if she got away it. with it. If she got away with it. Steaming home. <laughs> Steaming at home, yeah. Really one by a neck, a turtle's neck. <laughs> we'll have to have an episode one day on cheating. Because I remember mm. in, I think it was a New York marathon, some bloke won it. And it wasn't until like, uh, maybe years later. I'm not sure. We'll have to look it up. But he took a taxi. No, <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. Flagged it. And the cab driver was the one who came wow. out and was like, oh, I, I did see a guy in short shorts with numbers on him and just like a headband <laughs> on that just sort of told me to <laughs> hit the car idle near the finish line. It's like, what do you like that you can get away with oh, this? I'm into it. I'm right into cheating. Whole hour on cheating, please. Well, That'll come. That'll be up soon. <laughs> this program is both dedicated to the faithful and presented to the false hearted to encourage their renewal of temperance and virtue. I'm Joey Greco. Thank you for turning on another installment of Cheaters. We don't mind cracking cheating attempts, and we definitely love young Hiroto Yoshioka. Oh, See, yeah. it didn't sound racist then because I didn't put the accent no, on. No, you don't. Yeah. But when it comes <laughs> to new favourites of Maybe Daily, we need to trek to Western Australia, Mace, and a small community township about an hour south of the big smoke and the bright lights of Perth to a little place where the jimmy cans flow like wine and the houses have Aussie <laughs> flags. Where the number plates are all personalised and the world records tumble. That's right. We're taking you to the unofficial mayor of Mandra, where we introduce you to Brett Ned Ingalls and his oh, front lawn. What and a man. Brett Ned Ingalls' front lawn is, incidentally, precisely 7.47 kilometres. 
from the bosky surrounds of Mandra Cricket Club's second oval popping crease. How do I know it's 7.47 kilometres? Because that's how far he ran in an attempt to break a world record for the longest legitimate delivery to open a game of cricket. Any questions? Oh, my God. Where do I begin? Well, you've hit the... I just need to know, the first thing I need to know, uh-huh. well, you, you've interviewed this man. You have oh, seen yeah. this man in person. What can you tell me about him? What is he like? Mate, yeah, what's he character like? and a half. So <laughs> I went over there with Mint Sports, and you're going to be able to get all the coverage. Yeah. Once, the, once the record's verified, there's going to be stories galore on Mint Sports, and every single one of them is going to be worth clicking on because this bloke is a character. <laughs> Ned, so when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, okay, so he's a bowler? They're like, nah, gun bat but can't bowl. Bowls like John Howard. No good. I'm like, okay. And in my head, I was like, oh no, he's just going to be some fitness freak who wants to break a record all about him. Ned is not a fitness freak. He, (laughs) he ran the whole thing in his whites, obviously brand new cricket ball. He did it in a massive blonde mullet wig in 34 degree heat. He beat the previous record holder was a guy in England from Bath. Cheers, Englishman in Bath. Not two things that you really equate with each other. But the funny thing is, right, so Mm. the opposition had to be kind of in on the world record attempt. Because obviously if they win the toss... But that was my other question. What's the other team doing? What are they doing out there? Are they just standing there waiting around? Yep. (laughs) No, they're not. For it to be a legitimate first ball delivery... The yes. players have to be in position, and the umpire says, play, and the bowler starts his run-up from 7.47 kilometres away. Oh, my God. So there's Ned, gets the go-ahead on the walkie-talkie 50 minutes before ball one. <laughs> okay, mate, ump said play. He just He's a character, so he's like yells out to no one in particular in the middle of the burbs. Actually, ump, I'm going to come around the wicket. Very good. Yeah, very, very good, good start. What Mate. about the like? What about the trash talk as the ball he's coming in to bowl? Like that's a fair length. Oh, like you need to the last scroll. thing. You, can you imagine getting to the crease <laughs> and just hearing the batsman go? Actually, ump, I'll just take two centers, thanks. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> they do that lame thing, cricketers, where they start. Oh, no, no, no. I just saw a marble <laughs> go past in the stadium. Like, oh no, you got to read. Like, they are the biggest. Talk about something in the batsman's eye line. He had a guard of honor. <laughs> It's like anything off-putting oh, in wow. your eye line? Yeah, a guard of <laughs> honour with a bloke sweating. A human puddle coming in with the new rock. Did you did you see the ball live? Oh, did you yeah, see I the, saw everything. You were, so yeah, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Wow. We started at his house and started filming it and then drove halfway and filmed a little bit more and tried to egg him on and then got to the ground in order to film it. So you to egged verify, him? Did you egg him while he was running? <laughs> Mate, he had a support crew, and the support crew was a bloke on a bike with a GoPro, which overheated after 32 minutes and cut out. And then the iPhone, there was an iPhone attached to guess what it was attached to. His support vehicle was, they're called Gophers, and they're the old mobility scooters that like geriatrics use with the orange flag on it. So he's got that. He's putting along the, the Mandra foreshore where people are having their breakfast and brunch. And he's in Best. full whites with a massive blonde wig <laughs> and blokes in a fucking like old lady scooter going behind him. <laughs> and I'm expecting them to be like, you're nearly there, mate. Two Ks in, whatever. And they're like, yeah. hurry it up. Come on. We need oh. one. Let's get. And then they start giving the old, let's get one early here, boys. Let's get one. Like oh, they're like chirping. Brilliant. Yes. All characters. But anyway, back to the opposition. Yeah. I spoke to the opposition skipper. 
And I'm like, ah, so good on you. You're playing along, obviously. Like, it's not an important game. He's like, no, no. It's a quarterfinal, basically. It's the last game of the season. Loser can't, can't make semis. I'm like, what? You're playing for premiership of all points. the game. Yeah. He's like, guys. They had to get the whole association to yeah. have a meeting midweek and agree that if the opposition won the toss, they would bat first because obviously he has to bowl. Oh, my God. He had to sign something to say he wouldn't pull away because he's like, fuck this. These are our rivals. We're playing for finals. When he gets to the crease, I'm telling you, a lot of flies about this time of year. Might get a bit of sun cream in the eyes. Something in my eye line. I might back away. Has to sign his life away and say he'll face up to the ball. Unbelievable. I kind of don't want to ruin it because there's so much great vision. The umpire was a classic because they have the toss. Opposition win it. He looks around like he's surveying the conditions and goes, mm, yeah, all right, we'll have a bat. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. <laughs> Brilliant. Awesome. So good. The umpire. So good. Paid professional umpire comes up and goes, he goes, ah, oh, yeah, look, just so you blokes know, I only give LBWs if it's going to hit the stumps. It's like, yeah, mate, they're the rules. No worries. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, it's the law of cricket. And then he turns around to, the, the, to Ned's captain and goes, which end are you starting from? Which end? Hey, so. mate, he's running 7.47 Ks. <laughs> he's not going to then do a lap of the oval and come in with the breeze. So good. And then he, uh, we, we get the ump to hold a GoPro. We say, can you hold a camera? So we got vision of the ball, right? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, no worries. And you can hear, I looked at the vision, and you can hear the umpire asking one of the fielders in the run-up. He goes, can you come and make sure this is on? I don't have my glasses and I can't oh, see anything. Jesus. Oh, fair umpire. Can't see a thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Rule it number one, um, full on. Like a blind man at an orgy, I was going to have to feel things out. And the funny thing is, I was there for on, on behalf of Mint Sports, and it was awesome. Amazing. That night, I had to cancel because that night, my own cricket club had our annual dinner that I was supposed to be hosting. And instead, I'm on the other side of the country because Mandra Cricket Club celebrated, get this, it was their 100th year as a cricket club. Fair effort. Wow. Phenomenal, mm. right? A hundred years mm. ago, the whole town had a population of 213, so pretty easy to make the firsts. Anyway. <laughs> They've only played 15 games because they're just waiting for this bloke to bowl. That's oh why they've been God. going around for a hundred years. hundred years. Yeah, 98 <laughs> years ago, he started his run-up. <laughs> so instead of hosting the... I go, I've got to go away for work. They go, oh, that's yeah. a shame, last minute. Gee, that's no good. Now mm. I'm in a photo out the front of Mandra Cricket Club celebrating oh. 100 years in a Mandra Cricket oh. Club top and hat. If they get wind of this, which they Fair will now. Judas. Judas. It's, well, it's going to look like I'm living a double life or something. <laughs> you know, you always hear those like truck drivers. It's like he was living a double life with two families. <laughs> Mandra Munn. Mandra Munn. How much work would it be living a double life? Oh, my God. Oh, I struggle with one. Effort. I Effort. Know. Where's, the, where's the energy? So all that coverage <laughs> is going to be coming up on Mint Sports in due I've course. Got one, I've got you got any more two questions? more questions. All right. Got, all right. The big one that I had yeah. going through this whole story was, yeah, it's really good. And like so. Like, the, the one thing I have is, what if it's a wide or a no ball? Well, here's the thing. What's going on it's there? It's the longest run-up to a legitimate game of cricket, so you can't just do it in your backyard or whatever. If it's a wide or a no ball, it's still <laughs> it's still okay because it's still a delivery, but it's it's hopefully got okay. to be legitimate, right? And Mint uh, Sports, okay. to incentivise the club, said, hey, we'll chuck you a couple of bucks if you hit the pitch. 
And secondly, if you get a wicket, we'll chuck you a heap because it's not going to happen. I'm down at the club at wow. training on the Thursday and I go to like his teammates. Oh, how do you reckon he'll go? And a couple of them are really confidently saying, mate, straight at the toes, straight at the toes. I'm like, wow, what, seven and a half clicks and he's going to bowl a Yorker? And they're like, no, straight at his own toes. Like he is not a good bowler. <laughs> he was warming up on the Thursday night and missing the pitch. And I'm like, mate, you come in off 20 oh, steps and no. breathing heavy. T, T, come out. I'm burning. My lungs are burning. Come out. How's this? The day before, I go to his house to have a chat with him. I go, any injuries or any concerns? He's like, and this is, he's dead straight, dead earnest. And he goes, oh, not really, just my back. But it only hurts when I run. Oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> It was a hell of an effort, but I'll leave, I'll, I'll oh, leave a bit of a wow. taster. I'll leave a bit of a taster there for, yeah, uh, for when, the, when the footage comes up and we'll let Big everyone Ned. know. Big Ned. Congrats, Big Nettie. And he also, raised, Big he also raised a heap of cash for Alzheimer's research. His father-in-law, who's a club legend as well, oh, good on him. Uh, has unfortunately suffered Amazing. from that cruel disease. So he earned a heap of cash for that. The night itself was awesome. He researched Amazing. just quickly. He did the research for the night and did like a PowerPoint yeah. presentation with old articles and I reckon, like I spoke to his wife and I think she was just relieved he didn't have a mistress because every weekend for the last six months, he's like, oh, I've just got to go to the library all weekend. And she's like, yeah, right. Are you cheating on me? <laughs> no one says that. Oh, hey, mate, we've got Wi-Fi at home, dude. What do you mean the library? Oh. It's the worst cheating excuse ever. We have the internet. Oh, sure. But he looked up all these old <laughs> clips. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. And Mandra Cricket Club, awesome. good luck to you for the next hundred because they were unreal. The home away from home Amazing. over there. Congrats Good on to you, them. Ned. Good on you, Ned. Ned! Ryerson! Needle nose, Ned. Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson. I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. In order to verify it, you need people to film it, right? So that people aren't doing mm. the old hiding in the dunny blocks. So the GoPro overheated. It was 34 degrees. It overheated and cut out halfway through. Then the iPhone cuts out as he's coming into the ground. But I was filming just before that, and we had a drone following him above his head. So it's like a bloody Tarantino wow. film. We've got to stitch together all this footage wow. to verify it so the good folk at Guinness can give him what he rightly deserves. It screams working dog or something like that, this story. It's got a bit of a dish kind of vibe. Like it's yeah, real. Sports presents. It's got a bit the of the run up. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Mandra. Mandra, mate. Well, Mandra's an interesting place because it's actually like the sense of community is amazing. So everyone there knows everyone's business and everyone's going down to like the Surf Lifesaving Club for trivia nights. But that's also what's bad about it is that everyone knows everyone's business, you know? So you're sort of sitting there and yeah, right. and I was down the beach and people are like, oh, g'day, mate, g'day, mate. And like to strangers, I was like, oh, this is great. But then in the same breath, they're like, where are you from, Melbourne? Oh, yeah, that Dan Andrews prick, you got a bloody fucking... I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Whoa. So many Australian <laughs> flags everywhere, everywhere. Like, mate, no one's invading. We know where we are. What have we learned? 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 What have I learned? Well, I was going to say if there was a Guinness World Record that I could do, it'd be like how long I could sit on the throne for. A bit of Danny Glover vibes with the bomb under it. And then I reckon Daddy Glover <laughs> holds the world record yeah. for longest time yeah. on the throne. Have to be. That was overnight. 
That was overnight in that story. It was overnight. It was. He, he was on there so long he lost his voice. What? He <laughs> He sounded like me throughout half of this podcast. <laughs> he got a serious case of the whispers on the dunny. <laughs> he got the marathon legs and the, the no voice. Couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't walk. He hit the I, wall <laughs> when it blew up. I could just see like a, a dunny competition where it's six guys sitting on a stage. All on dunnies. <laughs> just everyone like cheering them on. Come on! Come on! Like a are, there rule, are there rules like you've got you've to deposit something? You've got to expel you your bowels like to do something. eight hours? You have to do... <laughs> yeah, and you... So people are eating like chicken tikka masalas or something? <laughs> you only get one reading item. So you've got to take the age. You can get the age. Oh, you got to take the paper. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Mate, I think Mid Sports and could get all around this. Either that or Brain Dome could sponsor it. The Cohen brothers are up to it. What have we learned, mate? I've learned that not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear large blonde wigs and cricket whites. <laughs> Shout out to Ned. Here, here. What a man. I agree. Here, here. Up, Pen. What a man. All right, well, with any luck, mate, we'll be back next week. And that's about all she wrote. Oh, yeah, mate. Let me plug some socials, please, mate. I've got Twitter, Instagram, maybe, underscore, underscore, daily. Maybe, underscore, underscore, daily for both Twitter and Instagram. And follow and like our shit, please. Follow and like our shit. How professional. (laughs) All right, well, that's about all from us. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your sport. And we'll be back in your ear holes before you can say, where the hell's the maybe daily? (laughs) All right, I'm going to go start a run up from next door from Ned's house and break the record, mate. Stay mint. I love you. I'll be at the crease. Stay mint, Sonny. (laughs) Two legs, thanks, (laughs) Um. Cheers, Digger. See you, mate. You know what I've been looking at a lot lately, actually, is um, like talkback radio prank calls. Yeah, I've been looking at there's a live Arsenal TV show and they people oh, yeah. coming in with like names like Mo Lester. The ocean oh, sign. Yeah. Uncle hey, Mo guys, Lester. just calling. Yeah, yeah, good player um, for Rangers, Mo Lester. You should sign him. And yeah. people read the, t- the tweet out. The best, though, is when they take <laughs> stuff like that seriously. Like, there's a guy in the States who does, like, a sports talkback thing, and there's footage mm. of him. And this guy rings up really earnest and goes, I just want to know if, like, uh, when the New York Rangers in the hockey uh, are playing in, say, Texas, <laughs> and the Texas Rangers are playing in the baseball, do they get together? They have, like, a Rangers picnic? What happens there with the Rangers get together? And he's like, so instead of going like, righto, next phone call. accent. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> the Midwest. He's from the Midwest. Oh, yeah, the Middle East West. And he's like, the, the bloke hosting it is so confused that he just doesn't let it go. And even after he hangs up on him, he's like, what is he on about? Picnics? God damn it. What do you think? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they all get together. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's a Rangers picnic. That's what it is. A goddamn Rangers oh, picnic. Who are I'm these people? I'm into it, so. Like, mate, relax. <laughs> the best one of those was on Australian radio, on like late night talkback radio, guy ringing up pretending to be a kid. Have you heard that one? 
where it oh, goes no. for like three minutes and it's like, oh, oh yeah, mum lets me stay up late <laughs> and listen. And it's like, oh, that's great, Timmy. That's fantastic. Your mum's a legend. Down at Newport, Toby's at Newport. Hello, Toby. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Phil. Yes, Toby. How are you? Good. Oh, good, thanks. Um, it's very late. Mum lets me stay up and listen to you guys some nights. Good. I'm listening. It's a bet. Um, me and my brother love to listen. Good boy. Um, I have a joke. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? Yes. Perhaps your nose. Oh, nah. What was it? Um, an anchovy cunt. Oh, uh, what a pity, Toby. You, you've ruined your track record there. Never call us again, please. Never in your life even think about it. And think, all right, we've dumped you, Toby, but there are people like Carmen and Queenie online and could hear that in their ear Richard, and are offended. Richard and Mary, and we heard it and Simon heard it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're not there. So you've ruined it for all of us. Oh, Toby, if you're ever thinking of tuning in again... Just don't get a life. And, Toby, grow up. You're old enough now to s stop that fool. I can tell you how bad it was. Even Keith McGowan was offended by it. That's how coarse it was. And that's that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've never been offended. Bill Howie's gone home. Yes. He doesn't even work here. In fact, a couple of the Indian cleaners have resigned. <laughs> uh, Rita at Doncaster. <laughs> Ruined what? <laughs> no one's still talking. No one's still talking about the rest of your show. Twenty years later, dickhead. No, I haven't. He's made it for everyone. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs>